The back-to-back podcast is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Mo, did you know that NBA ticket prices always drop right before the game starts? That sounds crazy, Dave. Well, that's the truth. And because GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices that go up to 60% off, which is wild because NBA tickets are so expensive. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Has this been used by other people? I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure, Dave. Hey, people all over the country are using this for things like going to see Taylor Swift or going to see the Los Angeles Lakers. You literally could go see whatever kind of entertainment you're into, uh, musicals, Broadway shows, whatever. Uh, very easy. Two taps to check out. You find your price, two taps and you're done. Game time app, simple, quick and easy to navigate. Download the GameTime app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. Welcome to the Back-to-Back Podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'll call you in a minute. Lock it in! There's, like, someone drilling next door to me right now. Can you hear it? Congratulate them on the deck. This is the Basketball Buzz. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Logic and reason. With Zach Harper. Oh, man, if you put Gordy in Atlanta, we can kiss Waz goodbye from Los Angeles. (laughs) Big Waz. Kristen's beautiful words about pop are the best advertisement for the CIA that I've ever heard in my entire life. I've seen the machine in the basement of Madison Square Garden turning out $100 bills. (laughs) Yeah, this isn't for weed. This is a lifetime achievement award. <laughs> right now, that is I've been wanting to say that for a long time. South will rise again. I'll tell oh you boy. that much. Oh well, I'm just going to tell you what I think. I, I don't think it's inconsistent. I would apologize for all the physical and mental abuse the whole time you were here. You've been popped, right? Y- yes. He may have big bones, but he doesn't have big meniscus. What? Why would I wear pants or shorts or anything? Everyone does well when you have good results. Produced by Jade Hoy. My Jade. Mic on. A lot of women have pictures in the dating apps with Jeff Goldberg. It's enough of a thing that Jeff Goldberg has commented. Right, if they get caught, he gets thrown in jail. Mecca of basketball. Are you making calls for Fred Cat? Because Cat's has been killing it. I don't know if he's that good. (laughs) Everybody knows if you go back in time, don't do anything. The ramifications can be quite severe. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new Welcome to a special edition of the Basketball Buds Podcast on the Back-to-Back Podcast on the Count the Dings Network, which is part of the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. I'm your host, joined by the Athletics, Wazzy Lambre, Trevon Edwards, Dave DeFore, and Seth Partnow. Guys, the decade is done. Like, we got like a month, month and a half at most until the decade's done. And so I thought... What better way to wrap up this decade than with an all-decade team? Dave, it's never been done before. I've no one's never ever even heard of this. Yeah, it's just I thought, you know, oh, man, there's been 10 years of basketball. Let's wrap up those 10 years by saying who the best players were. So first and foremost, let's just kind of get the – I think – so for an article that I that I have on The Athletic, um, it's, I, you know, coming up with, a, with two teams for the all-decade team, a first and second team. I didn't go traditional positions because I feel like that's been eradicated in in this decade. So I felt like in keeping up with it and gaming the system, I wanted to, you know, put the best players, not necessarily the best players by position. Um, if we were, were going to include a center, I was looking like I don't even know who the best center of the decade is. I don't know if there is one. 
Uh, I mean, it's a positionless decade, right? Yeah. I mean, like, could I interest you, you with job. some Andre Drummond talk? No, no, you can't. <laughs> Just like every good team in free agency this summer. No, you cannot. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna, I don't think it's gonna pique my interest. Wise. So, um, let's, so this is how I did. I, I did a lead guard, two wings, two bigs. And the bigs are, you know, it's a little loose with the bigs, uh, at least in what I selected. So I'm going to give you guys my team. We can kind of, with the first team, we'll, we can kind of decide if, if we like where this is going, all right? So for the league guard, I put Steph Curry. He broke basketball, right? Yeah. Like he, he, he figured out, he, he broke basketball for a, for a good four or five-year run. Um, Steph Curry's got to be unanimous across the board. Trey, you have any problems with Steph Curry? No. That's a unanimous lock, I think. Yeah, unanimous you lock, win right? two MVPs, you got to be in there. Like, this just, yeah, it's kind of no MVPs, way around Three rings, shit. like, you get yeah. it, right? Um, okay. For the two wings, James Harden and Kawhi Leonard. Do we think those, I mean, James Harden, I think at this point. Harden's out for me. Harden's out for you. Whoa. Oh, why would Harden Whoa. be out? Um, Harden's second. Harden is second team. Um, wow. Two of four. Well, wow. you put D Wade ahead of D-Wade, Harden. D Wade, two two chips. Mm. Not disrespecting Harden. I mean, so, not dis- that's not that's the second team is not bad. Some guys are not even making this list. So right. let's be fair. D Wade. Um, wow. Wow. Yeah. Harden, yeah, Harden get there. D Wade didn't. No, D-Wade Harden wouldn't be on mine. To last three. D Wade didn't flame out to last three. Not doing it. I think that uh, the guys you have will, will get there, but the guys you have are your bigs are the ones who I who I might have as my wings. Okay, actually, so and so, so the big so the bigs are LeBron and and KD. Kevin yeah, Durant. yeah. I think like those three, like Steph, the uh, LeBron and, and KD are are unassailable. Yeah, and yeah. The, and we're just arguing about who. Like I think everyone can agree with that, right? We're just arguing about the other two. Yeah, right. From those Kawhi, three. Kawhi and James Harden. So, so Trey's got Dwayne Wade. Now, Dwayne Wade is in my honorable mentions. Like he's that. That was a really tough one to leave off of both teams, is because, like Trey, Trey's right. Like he doesn't. It's really the last three, maybe four years, but three years for sure, where he's he doesn't matter anymore, right? And then obviously he's not playing um, half of this. Honestly, season, I would argue after the the 14 finals when Miami got their doors blown off, Dwayne Wade hasn't mattered. That's, that's just me. He was, he was my good. That, that season after in my, he was still good. He was still really good. That, I mean, he was trying to drag Josh McRoberts around the court, right? Like LeBron doesn't win two without D Wade. Yeah. And, and like, he was man, Like he was so damn good in those first four years of the decade. Yeah. That's fair. if we're doing that though, then, I'm, I'm just then I'm start? just not I'm just not rewarding I'm just not rewarding you know uh, thanks for playing people not regular season champs I can't do it. <laughs> no, I, I, lo- I love Harden, but I can't do it. I'm I'm just not going to discredit the third greatest shooting guard of all time. You know you know what's so crazy, um, Trey? Like I disagree with you about the D Wade thing, but I found myself watching the Rockets like their last win. Harden had like. 44 points on 39 shots or something crazy like that. And I found myself thinking, like, this shit doesn't matter. I'm sorry. Like, this Harden thing. I'm Like, I tried. Like, it's been three years in a row. Where I'm like, no, he's actually going to make his step backs and get to the free throw line and actually be an impactful player in the playoffs. Like, he's going to do it this year. I, I know he is. And it just hasn't happened. I'm just over it. I'm over watching this charade that we got to go through every regular season where James Harden you know, and I I always resented the term stat patter, stat chaser, because I'm like, 
shit, man, if you could get points in the NBA, I don't care how cheap they are, whatever the case may be. That, that's hard to do. And, like, for somebody to dismiss your accomplishments by calling you a stat patter, um, you know, I don't think you should do that. But watching Harden, man, and just knowing this team, I'm telling you, Houston fans, you're going to hear this. Your team sucks. They're not going to do anything. Wow. They're, 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 about to, they're about to play some real teams. I get it. They won eight in a row, blah, blah, blah. They just got their doors blown off by the um, Nuggets last night. They stink. Um, and we're going to watch them stink and flame out. And, you know, this Harden thing was like, oh, he's going to average 40. It's like, guys, like, are we watching well, the games? Are well, you watching so, how he's going about doing this? Well, this is what I – so for for each of the first teamers, right, I wrote for Steph Curry, he broke basketball. I wrote for uh, LeBron, he broke everything. For KD, he broke hearts and, and broke basketball. Um, for Kawhi Leonard, he broke the teams that – you know, the super teams of, of the decade. And then for James Harden, I wrote, he broke statistics. Like I really like Seth. I really, I really wonder if numbers matter anymore in, so in today's he's, game. He's not, we'll get to another guy who's even more, I think, I think Russ is, is even more of, of, of one talking mm. about that. It's, it's fun. You no, know, you say that like, like Steph broke basketball, but he like Steph broke basketball thumbs up. Harden broke basketball thumbs down. Right. So it's, <laughs> I think, oh man, we're going to get called such, I, I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take up for Harden here because I, I feel like, look, I, I think what Trey says is valid. I think what Waz said is valid. Like, I think what you're saying is valid. Like, I, I do. Like, you look at him though, and he is one of the most overwhelming talents we have in this decade. And you've seen the progression, right? It was like, oh, this dude's six man a year. He's really good. Um, and it's like, oh, we got his own team. Hey, look at that. He can drop 30 a night. Wow, this guy's good. And he's an all-star. He's an all-NBA guy. And then it was like, oh, shit, he might be an MVP. And then, oh, he is MVP. And now it's like he's assaulting the history of of scoring, right? Like he's he's really doing that. And, and I wonder if it's just a – I do wonder if there's a bias because we don't like the way he does it. I no, I think you know. Definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm more. I'm definitely a lot with Waz, and there's a little like, yeah, he's doing all those things, but kind of so what? Like their whole, their whole team is kind of, kind of set up to allow him to, and it works in the regular season, but it's like. It's, you know, how most teams are set up. So you get you get your share and I get my share. And it's just like, no, let's put let's put all the money in front of one guy. And then look, he's rich. Seth, um, Seth here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I would and, and I was one of those people who a lot of times when the NBA Internet goes, when people were calling James Harden's game, when they first started calling it, you know, not aesthetically pleasing. I was like, come on. This is a guy who lives at the basket. He's making threes. Like, how could you say what this guy's doing isn't aesthetically pleasing when nobody can stay in front of him? Then again, last year against Golden State, when KD went down, those two games where if James Harden goes out and he does his seven for 21 routine and gets to the free throw line 22 times and they win, I'm like, you can't say shit. In the biggest D-Wade moment, he dropped, his, he dropped his 40 points. Um, He did it in his ugly fashion, but he did it and got him across the free throw line. But it didn't happen. And so I'm tired of this regular season stuff. Um, and I hate being sports talk radio guy, but do it in the playoffs, James Harden. He's, so for the decade, wow, he's, he's – for the decade, he's third in points, fifth in assists, third in steals. And he didn't really get to get going until like – 
three years in his decade, right? Two years in his decade. He used to really care about the the assist shit. I don't think he likes it as much as he used to. Like he used to care about no, because I mean, as, as, as sexier to score. That, that means everyone has money, right? Instead of oh, this one guy's <laughs> rich, right? Like it's, it's not a communist system here. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, and then what about Kawhi? I know Kawhi. he won MVP in 2014, but like <sighs> the the first the first two games of this of the series, he didn't really score that much, so his numbers look kind of weak for the series. But the last three games, he dominated. Like he dominated that series in the last three games. Like I, I think he was the MVP. Can I, I'm not can saying I, he wasn't cool. the MVP, but it's one of those things where you know because I, I don't I don't think first, it's a Tony Parker situation. Like no I no, think no, no, a, no 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 no. I think he was the best player on his team that series, but I think it was a more collective effort than. Are you saying say, he should have been the Hawks Player of the Month? Didn't say what he did. No fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> didn't say what he did last year, right? Where, right. Like, oh yeah, of course. It was of course, otherworldly yeah. what he was doing. I think it was just, just a different MVP performance, you know, but. I don't know. Even if you said he's who I think is the honestly the most borderline on this, on this. Even though I hate Harden's accomplishments, it's hard to argue against. He's the best. He's one of the best defenders of the decade. Yeah, Yeah, maybe I'm underrated. So that's so that's why that's what I said. We're highlighting him. We're giving as as LeBron says, not a scorer. He's not an offensive player to me like that. I think his more of his strength is more on the defense, and then it turns into offense. Well, but it was, as far as but now he's 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 dominant on offense now. Right? Well, I'm just saying he's becoming more of a complete player each year, just like Giannis Antetokounmpo. But you have to give him his credit for two Finals MVPs and two championships with two different franchises. So, I mean, look down the line; it's only one other player that can actually be in the same conversation with him, and that 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 guy wears a crown. So. You know, I think he deserves a spot. Who are we going to put right there? Paul George? No. No. Did I throw a name out there? Yeah, go for it. No, so like I said, I would have I would have certainly Durant and maybe LeBron as like the bigs, although like I, you guys are talking to me into Kawhi and like the fourth spot. But, you know, I know he didn't play the whole decade, but can't we talk about Tim Duncan here? As, yeah. As, yes. I, I mean, as, Tim Duncan's definitely he, – he made my honorable mentions. Like I, Tim Duncan yeah. was a monster. Yeah. Even in this and he decade, was, he was a monster. Yeah, and and you know, and and so that's why we're kind of you know doing this now is kind of if you think about it, like the decades almost make more sense in terms of the era if it was like 2005 to 2015, and then it kind of stuff kind of turned over a little bit in in 2015, and now we're kind of in the middle of the next. So it's 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 a little bit weird just in terms of the time that we're doing this because like you know the decade we're in now, where if it's from from the middle of the decade, now we're starting to talk about like you know still Kawhi, but we're talking about Embiid and we're talking about Giannis and we're talking about you know Jokic and and maybe if he keeps doing stuff, Carl Anthony Towns and so on and so forth. But we're kind of you know the decade kind of like you know Wade was Wade was great and then he was done. And then yeah. there's 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 you know and Dirk was great and then he was done. And there are other guys who are great now who, you know, you know, we talk about like, okay, Giannis has been great the last three years. Okay, what about like a guy like Mark Gasol, Al Horford, who are just really good across the whole decade? Which of those are which of those are like better for the decade? Anyway, I'll I just wanted to but Duncan is no coach killers on the list. Sorry, (laughs) Oh, I don't I don't have Duncan on my list. Um yeah, I mean his his numbers are actually better than I thought that it's like fourteen and nine. With like about two blocks for you know per game, he's played like 27, 28 minutes a game um, for for this part you know for this decade. So like his number, I actually thought his numbers would be lower. And then you think like 
he was like even at 50 years old, he was anchoring a great defense. And like he was the reason that defense was great. And you look yes. at and again, I'm, you, you want to talk to look at those, those top line numbers. Like, yeah, it's not super, but you look at like, you know, the per minute and it's just like, it's the same every year. And so, yeah, he's playing a little bit less, but that's like, you know, that's that the Spurs being the first team to kind of figure out that, you know, playing a guy 36 minutes in December doesn't make a lot of sense. And so you can, uh, you know, do we want to penalize him for that or do I mean, or do we, you know, do we credit James Harden for, you know, having the ball in his hands for, you know, 44 minutes a game? I don't know. Like that's your mileage may vary, but I think, you know, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm trying to win a basketball game with my old decade team, give me Timmy. Probably give me Tim Duncan right now. No, I don't think I'm going to do that. Spurs could use him. No. Uh, Spurs could use us right now. No carryovers for me. I, I give Duncan last decade, not this one. Um, okay, let's go to let's go to team two. So game, again, same, same setup. Uh, league guard, two Wait, so KD games. didn't make it? No, KD made it. Oh, KD's solid. Yeah, KD's a lot. Yeah. He was, he was oh, a big okay. with, he was a lot. Big with the lot. Yeah. Bron, I think for KD sure he's definitely hang up on y'all. Oh, no. KD absolutely made it. You know, I was KD. thinking about something. You know, Zach, you, it's funny. You talked about how Steph Curry broke basketball. I want to see, and I maybe Seth can look this up for us because, you know, he knows where to find it easily. But I want to see how many long threes LeBron took post, like, Steph Curry, right? Like, right. Steph Curry's renaissance of, of – deep three point shooting. Cause I, I mean, you know, we always make the argument that Steph and Shaq have probably had the two biggest impacts in, in our lifetime on the actual game. But I, I would argue that Steph has even impacted the way that his peers play, which is a whole other thing. Yeah. And you know, what's funny. Um, I, I think the long two shit, I mean the long, the long three thing with LeBron is sort of the long two principle where it's like, you know, if you move back, you probably you have a like uh, you know the same likely rate of hitting that shot for an extra point. I think LeBron moves back because it's uncontested. It's right. like if nobody's contesting it, and I just have a straight up wide open look, even though it's further back, I'm gonna take it. And you know he doesn't like going to the rack anymore. But what I think is interesting is that like 2010, 2009, 2010 was his last year in Cleveland. And then he does the decision that summer, which obviously we all recognize, like, changed the way all of this shit goes um, because of that. And he's, like, at the peak of his, you know, LeBronness. I said this the other day. And now, <laughs> oh, no, watching this guy play now compared to that dude from 2000, it's like two completely different players, which obviously you expect with age. But it's just, you know, just thinking about what he used to do 10 years ago to now and still being effective is pretty, it's pretty cool. All right, let's go to let's go to team two. Chris Paul is my lead guard, and then I kind of I kind of you know used a loophole with with Russ. Russ is one of the wings. Clay Thompson's one of the wings, and then my two bigs are Anthony Davis and Blake Griffin. No Carmelo. Melo is an honorable mention, mm. but uh, I, I actually think Carmelo's got a good. Mello. I I I think Melo's got a good case. Melo was a monster in the first like five six. Melo and yeah. Harden. Um, Russ, Clay Russ Thompson, get, get the fuck get off. Get, no, <laughs> Russ get, get Russ out of here. Get Russ out of here. Seth, tell us, tell us why you want Russ out of it. Uh, I mean, a defense is a thing. B mm. like, you know, a guy who, again, you talk about Harden, them, them 
building a, a like a team concept completely around him. Uh, except it, they built a, a concept completely around him, and they're and it's really good. It wins a lot of games. <laughs> and you build a concept completely around Russell Westbrook, and he gets triple doubles, and they're okay. It's like it, neat. He got a he he oh he got his tenth rebound. I guess he had a good game. I mean, as Stephen Adams is stuck with two rebounds and you know two black eyes also from from boxing everybody out. So you know, I. You know what's so funny, Seth? Too what what that reminds me of when you when you bring up him and Harden and they're so inextricably linked because of the Harden trade, right? I remember there being whispers, like very faint whispers at the time of like maybe they traded the wrong guy, right? Like maybe maybe they should have kept Harden and got Westbrook out of there. But the overwhelming consensus was that. Hell no, Westbrook's a much better prospect, a much better player. He projects to be, you know, you know, way higher ceiling, all of these things. But, like, the proof is in the pudding. James Harden is just a much better player and has been than Westbrook. Let's also remember that that Harden didn't want to be there anymore. It's not like – it's not a money thing. Like, James Harden didn't want to be in Oklahoma City anymore. He wanted his own team. I don't think moving Westbrook, like, satiates that. You you think so? I know. I know. I know know so. Mm. That's yeah, like that's that's a real thing. Like James Harden didn't want to be there anymore. He wanted to, he wanted his own team. He wanted to be the star. Like I, I don't, and I don't fault him for that. He should have, like he's great. He should have wanted to be the star. But I don't think him sticking around with KD at that time, I don't think that satiates that. I don't know. I think they win a lot more. Um, they're a much better team, uh, and it's just a better situation than whatever ended up being the KD and Russ situation, which was fantastic. They by almost, the way. They, you know, they, they almost, almost made the finals championship almost every single season yeah. barring injury. They were so good. Like that team was so good. But to me, and, 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 you know, as much as I hate what Westbrook now does, well, not even Westbrook, but um, Harden now does. And, you know, Westbrook's triple double season. The argument to me at the time is like, as much as he stat padded and he forced Stephen Stephen Adams not to get rebounds on free throws and <laughs> and all of this stuff, like the he they still did the work, right? Like it's something to be said. Like they did it, you know. Like we all know that try hard dude at the office who shows up extra <laughs> early and leaves extra late, even though he's not getting paid more for it. But like you still did it. It's yeah. something I don't know. There's something to be said about like actually going out and doing it. Um, as much it, as we might say wait, this, we're, we're, it's not miss, we're celebrating the tryhard. That's what we're, I don't want to celebrate, but think it matters. Right? I, I think it matters. I think it matters, though. Yeah. though right? Like, okay, I don't want to celebrate for the deck for the decade. He's point, fourth. Though. He's fourth in points, fifteenth in rebounds. Granted, a lot of those are probably <laughs> Stephen Adams. First in assists, second in steals. Got an MVP. Got eight All NBA team selections. Like he's got to be. And on Stephen there. Adams' defensive rebounder percentage is up ten percent this year. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, he must, I mean, there's something too. He got his teammate to give up rebounds for him. That's leadership. That's leadership. Yeah. Sure. Also yeah. probably an from the, from the owner. Hey, we got, Russ wants to triple double. Also, also, um, OKC people got in my ass on Twitter the other day. Russ didn't stay. Just saying, man. Like this whole loyalty. He was loyal. Durant, blah blah blah. Russ stayed. No, he demanded a trade this summer. Like I think, that's I think the Russ, facts. I think Russ can be an issue in the way you guys are saying an issue, and still be one of the ten best players of this decade. Yeah, I. I, I, I mean, I think, I think, I kind of think we're like 
nitpicking, and maybe we should because it is an all-decade all team, but like, I kind of feel like he's still great, even if we don't like it. It's the James Harden thing, right? Even if you don't yeah. like it, yeah. he's still great. Like He's still one of the best players of this decade. But, but you got to tell me why Klay Thompson's on this list. I don't understand. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Why is Klay Thompson on the list? How has he been a one better the, player than like Dame Lillard? Because uh, he's one of the best he, defenders in the league. He with a one with one uh what one nomination of all team, first team defense. I'm just not. I'm, I'm just out a on, hard I'm out on using those awards. I'm, I mean, I'm, I honestly I'm, think that that most people that are voting on those awards. I'm don't cool on the eye test though, Dave. It's, yeah, but no, no, that's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm the eye test tells me that Clay is awesome. You think Klay Thompson is a better player than Dame Lillard? I think he has been in this decade. I don't think. Yeah, in the decade overall, I think. If anything, if we're not taking Wade as first first off, first team, then he has to be second team. Klay does not deserve to be on second team all decade. I'm it's sorry. The, it, well, I mean, he, he won three rings. Like, we go do the rings thing for for Wade Harden. Like, he won three rings. He was instrumental in those rings. But, and but, did, he, but did he contribute what, like, like a Wade contri- contribution? Well, see, I would have Mello over Clay, but Clay Thompson or Draymond Green. Draymond Green definitely is not on there. <laughs> nah, <laughs> no, I'm just saying. No, but if we're talking about like certainly, if, if we're going to talk about like influential players of the decade, like you know, Clay, like Clay Thompson, VK, one of the best five shooters of all time, sure. Like Draymond Green, kind of you know reinvented like what the best defensive player in the league can look like. Well, he launched the small ball lineup, essentially. Around the league, yeah, he and he unlocked their 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 truest you know potential for sure. Draymond did, but to me, it's just like what Dame's asked to do on a night to night basis and fucking be the face and what carries this team. You know what I'm saying? Like here, it's him. Was here's what I'm saying. crap out. It's that's Waz. not the case for Clay. Was he Clay needs to can, just show Clay, up and be Clay? No, Clay Clay can do what Dame does. Dame can't do what Clay does. That's my argument. Clay can lead a team? He absolutely – they built a team around Reggie Miller uh, that made the finals. Are you kidding me? Clay's yeah, better than Reggie uh, Miller. I, I, I don't see it. I, I, I don't see it. I don't see I don't see Clay being like, um, you know, they trade Lamar- – LaMarcus Aldridge is like a diva and wants to get the hell out of there and they think they're going to tank and they're going to suck. And Dame Lillard's like, no, nah, we're going to be straight because of me. I'm the culture. I'm the reason we th- things move over here. That's not Clay's role. He literally just gets to show up. Like, literally. He just gets to show up. He's like, guarding the okay. best perimeter player every night. Fair. Fair. On, on, the, on a team that, that ruined the NBA. Had Igudala, too. A, don't don't get it role. twisted. Had Igudala. He got a, to share the duties with Igudala. A role. That's all I'm going to say. A role. <laughs> I just can't. To but me, for like, a decade, for 10 to, years, no nah. thanks. Nah. <laughs> nah. It's too many, Zach. And I Yo, think, you know I think what this, the, ultimate, um, the ultimate show of this too, Zach? That Clay just skates and gets to show up? And this is unrelated to... The hooping. idea that he get, that he just shows up is absurd. <laughs> Hold on, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. China. China. His freaking shoe company is a Chinese shoe company. Did anybody ask Clay shit? He don't deal with that. He just gets to play basketball. He's not Steph Curry who has to set the culture of the team, sublimate his ego to make people feel comfortable. He has to do that. He, he 100% he has to that. sublimate his ego. Are you kidding me? Someone like Clay Thompson, most, most years, most teams are trying to get their own team. 
Like he, Clay he's Thompson absolutely Chris Bosch. sacrifices. Yeah, yes, exactly. And, and and you know, Bosch was one of my honorable mentions because you know, unfortunately, yeah, he, he got an ailment. And I oh, think you, he would have been, been a first, lot. He would have been, been first. So Zach and Waz, this is one thing I want to throw out there. This decade contains a bunch of high volume three to five year guys, not decades. So again, so those players that quote unquote burnt out or fizzled out those last three years still edged them out because they were dominant for at least seven to 10. And that's why we throw out those Carmelo Anthony's, those Chris Paul's and those Dwayne Wade's. Yeah, even even probably Dirk Nowitzki because they're they've done it for such a long time and a long span that these guys like Giannis Antetokounmpo, yeah, these guys, uh, James Harden and West Rus- West Russell Westbrook are winning MVPs, but realistically, it's it's such a small portion of what they give. You know what I mean? Like well, to make those arguments. Well, and, yeah, I know. What and you're not saying, to say, I think, I think longevity has to matter though on some level. It right? has to, and that's the thing about Clay Thompson is just that they've had a five year run. Again, a five-year run and effectiveness. Yes, he uh, was very good in those five years, but it's just hard to give him a nod over someone that is maybe a, the first option of their team. You know what I mean? Like, and that's not a knock towards what he does. I think he's exceptional, probably the second pure form shooters of all time and one of the great you know, on-ball defenders as well. But you still have to factor in how long of the dominance it's been, or how much of the credit that he's got from that perspective position, I, you know. And I and I think Clay's been a dominant player for five years. I, I think Clay is really good, but I'd have Carmelo for sure above Clay. Mm. I forget who brought it up that Clay is like an elite defender. I, I lean more towards that, and not, you know, he's not a flashy defender, but he's like, like really oh, good. No, he's damn defender. good. He's really, really good, and the fact that he is, you know, six seven has allowed was one of those things that uh, I, I was actually I was talking to a to a, a, an ex coach the other day was thought that that the league had maybe gone a little too far with the switching stuff because most teams aren't really equipped to do it, and and we were talking about like one of the reasons the Warriors were so good about it or so good at it was not just that the guy on the ball could guard the ball, but because you know they had guys like Clay or Iguodala or whoever who when they got you know, switched onto the back line could could rebound a little, could protect the rim, could could do those things. So his he, he kind of gets undersold just to, like both his ability to just guard a guy, but also his versatility was a huge part of of what they did. And then just being like a, a dominant scorer who didn't need the ball to do it is right. you know. And so this is now we're we're talking about like all the reasons why he fits perfectly with Golden State. So I don't know like if that if that's a plus or a minus if we're talking about like the transcendent all decade team. But right. Um so I don't I you know I I'm I he just into like in my mind he's a cut below this. Like I don't know. Well, I like let's I would, be honest in, in about my what mind, this is, I would, though. Yeah. Well, what, like we're this is always going to favor guys that that spent have a lot spend a lot of time with the ball in their hands. Yeah. Right? Like that these sorts of lists are always going to do that. Right. So, well, Clay isn't that really harder to that do ball. though? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, listen, I mean, guys that can create a shot off the dribble are valuable. Like extremely valuable. It might be the most valuable skill in the league. And so we are going to of course like in our analysis, we're going to be biased toward those types of guys. I'll, and I'll say this about Clay. I don't want to f- feel like I'm ragging on the guy just because I don't think he's an all-decade player. Hey, he's um, not Kyle Corp. Oh, no, he's 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 not one of the ten best players of the last <laughs> <laughs> right. um, 
Eight or right. um, Might be well, 12. What he did in 2016 against OKC was just crazy because he's guarding Westbrook the whole game. Balls to the wall the entire right. freaking 42 minutes that he's playing. And the nature of how Clay gets his buckets is that on offense, he's running around screens and, you know, running like – uh, decoy plays to get other people open. like, And he's doing this shit for seven games. That shit was remarkable. And of course, what he did in game six was crazy. You know, like they don't yeah. win that series without him just playing like a maniac. So in a, in a game I don't want to take in, it away in, from in, him. In a game, he dropped 41, right? He drops 41 in game six, hits 11 threes. He also helps. I, I don't know how much he was on Russ. He was on him the majority of the game, but I don't want to attribute all these stats to him. But Russ is 10 of 27 in that game. I just think, like, I just think if you allow Dame Lillard to be a concentrated version of himself next to somebody like Steph Curry, you see a completely different dude. He's I, attacking all day, every day, because he can just be a concentrated um, sort of version of himself. Man, I think that's amazing. And, and I think, and I think Clay, I think Clay is a better version of Reggie Miller. Oh yeah, there's no, there's no doubt yeah, about that. But you could, but you could, but you built, uh, they built like. They built great teams around around Reggie. Like I'm saying, you could easily build a great team around Clay Thompson with him as the number one guy. Yeah, and he'd probably be a better play by play guy too when he retires. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't Come talk. On. Clay's not working when he retires. <laughs> Get out of here. He's gonna live on a boat. Um, what about what about would, the big? He'd still be a better play by play guy if he was just sitting on a boat. So. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What about uh, what about the bigs? In terms of uh, in terms of AD and Blake Griffin, uh, I, I again just you know Marcus All, uh, Alfred, yeah, Mar- Mar- the two names uh, I would, the two names I'd bring up maybe for maybe for instead of uh, man it's tough. I think it, I think AD is out of here if Chris Bosh finishes out the decade. Right. Yeah. Oh, Bosh yeah, is Bosh like, is, Bosh's Bosh's first team to me if he finishes out the decade. Right. Yeah. Like I, I would I would remove Kawhi because when you talk Bosh. about Al Horford. Bosch is all of that, but just better. Better, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely He's right. He's just like a way better version of Al Horford, who fits next to everybody, who's a team first guy, who you know can play the five um, out in on the perimeter. He can hold up in the post. He rebounds well enough. Um, has vision. Can do the one on one thing. Like he could just do everything. At a way above average level, man. I'm, yeah. you know, it's sad what happened to him. The Al Horford position thing drives me insane. Um, it truly drives me insane. This motherfucker has been a center his whole life, except for when he went to the same school as Joakim Noah. Joakim Noah. <laughs> well, it's like Tim Duncan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Tim, Tim Duncan, Duncan is like, oh, the power forward, greatest like, well, power forward of all time. No, he's not. He's they a center. Had, yeah. They kind of had David Robinson. So he had to play power forward. <laughs> like that's how that works. All right. I got a, I got a name for you guys. I want to see what you think. All right. Uh, what about Kevin Love? Kevin Love is an honorable mention for me. Yeah. He, he's an honorable mention. Like <laughs> a really so, good career. Yeah, that, that, that's the tough thing is like figuring out that time in Minnesota, how much it mattered, right? Because they didn't win. And I don't think it's, because of him, they didn't win. Like right. someone who covered that team up close, like that was, <laughs> it was just a bad organization. To me, we do that. We got to do. What about Lamarcus Aldridge? I mean, no, 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 no. Yeah, I think it's different. I think it's different. drop him off. Drop him off a call. Yeah, it's a different tier. Marcus Aldridge. That's for. I'm saving that for the Blazers podcast. Leave him off that one too. Also, Seth and Dave. Funny story. 
uh, at the game last night, me, Zach, and Mo tried to come up with the all decade New York Knicks. Team. Oh my God! Oh, that is. And Ray Felton is their starting point guard. Yeah. He edged out Pablo Prigioni. Hang on, you wouldn't give Jeremy Lin the the point guard uh, spot? You know what? He probably should Andy. have. He probably and then should. Zach. Wait, actually, hold on. Chris Duhon might be the dude. Oh. And Zach oh, Duhon had a really sickle. good D'Antoni run. Because that I said, oh, you did a second team as I well. I did do a second team. Kylo oh, Quinn made it. <laughs> oh, hey, I love Kylo Quinn. Don't let's let's, let's be careful here. Waz well, picked him because he's from Queens. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to the um second team. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, no, hold, on, is- hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. We, I think we just, I think we just, that a name just came up. That's like an indictment of, of Harden. And that's like Chris Duhon put up numbers right. playing for Mike D'Antoni, getting, putting the ball in his hands. The Kendall whole time. Marshall so, did too. Yeah. So like, you know, that's that maybe there's a, you know, maybe those are like, you know, we, the, you know, the, there's the exchange rate, you know, Canadian dollars are sure, worth yeah, less. Like D'Antoni dollars yeah. are, are, are worth less. So we gotta you do, <laughs> forget what the exchange rate is now on, 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 on some of the Harden stuff. I think we just found Seth's next article. Like Tuesday on the other. <laughs> Let's see how many how many fan bases I can get mad at me with one article. That's that. That's that one. If you um, just don't talk about the Lakers, they'll be mad. So that's true. Uh, so so yeah, I, Marcus Saul is a tough one to leave off. He's like, he he was great this decade. Won a he title. Won a, won a title. Yeah, I mean he kind of yeah. No, he was pretty. No, he. They don't win the title without him. How important he was to winning that title. He was pretty important to them making the finals. Also, no, one hundred percent. Like they don't win the title without that trade for sure. Um, But like you know, he kind of snuck in at the end for that title. I'm I'm good on Marcus. I I, I just. (laughs) He's one of the best defenders of the decade. The defense is 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 dope and. You know what? I, the thing about Marcus Saul, the impression that he leaves on me is like when I watch somebody like Lamarcus Aldridge, right? To um bring up just a random name, I'm like, it's not like you have don't have quicker feet than Marcus Saul. Um, you guys are roughly the same size. Gasol might be a little bit bigger in, ter- in terms of length, but not really. Why can't you be as good a defender as Marcus Saul? You just don't have that want to. Like, it's just, you know, and there's something to be said for that. Like, he's not the quickest guy. He's not blessed with, like, hops and all of that shit. It's just straight up knowing where to be, when to be there, and committing yourself to doing it every time. You know, to me, he serves as an example to dudes like Jaleel Okafor. Who yeah. can't, just can't do anything on well, defense. Well, and he's you know not, what? like, not less fair, gifted though. than That's Marcus Saul. Why is it no, not because like Marcus Saul is 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 blessed with like the the vision and ability to like see and process things just faster than like he's not he like he you oh, know you it's saying the, Jaleel's just way dumber than him no it's, it's <laughs> not, no no it's not it's not it's not a, it's not a smarter <laughs> dumb thing it's just you know but also, but also it, was yeah yeah <laughs> no but there's you know there's you know it's 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 okay you may get there faster but if I start a second earlier I'm still going to beat you there. And that's what Marcus all has is he sees it before. And that's, you know, for, for all the kind of the, the guy who, wow, he's not super athletically blessed, but he can play defense. Yeah. They're scrappy and they play hard, but it's much more that they see it sooner. So they don't, they're okay. Yeah. If I have to sprint to that spot, I'm not going to get there fast, but if I'm just standing there already, because I saw it already, then, then I'm just, I'm just good at defense. And that's what Marcus all has. And that's, you know, 
I don't know how much you can like, that's a, that's a, that's a gift just as much as, you know, being, you know, as, as, you know, having a plus six wingspan or a 44 inch vertical is. So I don't, I think that, you know, we, that's, it's harder to see that gift, but he has that gift and saying, how come you don't have that is like, well, how come, you know, uh, uh, how, how come, you know, you can't shoot TJ McConnell. How, how come, right. yeah, how come TJ McConnell isn't like coming down the lane and dunking on folks? Like it's, right. it's, it's that kind of, you know, that's a fair point. I just wanted to rag on Jalil Okafor. No, that's, uh, well, I do, appreciate that. Was you know my my high butt theory? No, what's the high butt theory? So guys who have a high butt, right? Not just because they're tall, but on their body, it looks like their butt is higher than it should. High be. hips or high butt? I, I call it the high butt theory. But okay. do you but mean high hip hips? The, the I mean, hip bones I mean, connected to the butt bone. Sure, though, it right? is. Okay. I, I mean, it looks like so it looks like, like a perky butt. But like, not a perky butt. No, it's like it's, actually your butt is placed. It's higher, like angled right. higher. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think those guys are terrible. Like I think they end up being bad players, and so you have guys like Hashim <laughs> Thabit. You're not. No, you're not. John wrong. John Henson, right? Zach, uh, you're, not, you're not wrong that that's um, a real thing to look. Yeah. at. Yeah. Lamarcus Aldridge has a high butt, but when I brought this up to uh, to Coach Thorpe one day, he said Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had a high butt. I was like, well, yeah, I guess I kind of blew that theory up. But. Yeah. <laughs> Bull Bull has a high butt. Bull Bull sucks. Yeah. You know who the flip side of that theory is, by the way, is Alonzo Mourning. Low he had for Yeah. For a guy. <laughs> no, that was a big part of why he was why I always thought he was good in is is he has like for his size, he has really short legs. Yeah. So he so he's like he's like all torso. So mm. he had he had like better balance and ability to to move in space than guy than than guys his height because of because he had that lower that lower base. Um, How some physiologists out here, man. <laughs> hey man, incredible! You just gotta. You, I'm a butt so expert. Was things you gotta pay attention to, um, but like you know, like I watch how guys run. I do all kinds of stuff like that. But the hips, that's definitely a, a big indicator. It's a, also kind of an injury indicator as well. But yeah. They also don't lie. That's what they say. Um, Blake, so I think I got a little bit of pushback on Blake Griffin. I think Blake Griffin is criminally undervalued. Like I, I think agree. he's so damn good. I, I think agree. he's been so damn good. Um, it's part of the reason I included him. It was tough to include him over a couple of guys, Mello being one of them. Like I, I also really wanted Mello uh, to make the list, but I just I felt like Blake Griffin. I, I by just, the way, I just think he's better. Played the decade. Right next to DeAndre Jordan, who probably couldn't be a worse fit. <laughs> seriously. Like, seriously, the worst fit for Blake Griffin and what he does, how he needs to operate, and still was an incredible player. Yeah. And obviously, everybody's going to remember the dunks and stuff like that. Like, I just think about the playmaking. He's yeah. such a handle. Well, yeah. And like, think about how good he was when he came in and how much he improved and how like, rare that is. You know, like, and how much he's changed, how much he's changed right. to still be good, to yeah. still be like all star level. Incredible. Even though he doesn't have, even though he doesn't have that, you know, doesn't have that, that, that high, that, you know, that the heights yeah. of the athleticism that he had, he's like, Oh, I guess I need to learn how to shoot and, and handle the ball. Even though I'm already good at ball handling, I need to yep. be even better at it. So it has also, been I one of the best the bigs of the decade. Yeah. Yes. I know it was the first round, but 2015 against the defending champ Spurs, um, Blake Griffin was Amazing, dude! One of my favorite playoff performances of my life. He was great. The, he was great the next round until he ran out of gas. Because remember that, that Chris Paul, uh, that was when he pulled his hamstring. Yep. So Blake had to play point guard. 
Yep. Like Blake was playing. Yeah. And so for five games, he was really good. And then, you know, you don't see a lot of, there's a reason, like aside from LeBron, you don't see a lot of 260 pound point guards. He was just by the lot, by game six and seven, that series, yeah. he was just done. It's a lot. And, it's a lot to ask of a dude, man. Yeah. But 2015, I'll always remember because he kind of got, he got hurt the next year. So he never really reached that level, but that was Blake at his apex. It was like Charles Barkley, but just scarier. Oh man. He was incredible in 15. And then, and then on top of that, the AD stuff, right? So individually phenomenal player, but really has not had any success. None, yeah. Right. And so like, if like, I do think team success matters, I ended up kind of, you know, just leaving him on, but but I think I think there are plenty of arguments. PRs though, Zach. Like people don't just do thirty PRs just out of right. bed though. You know what I'm saying? Like, what 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 am I supposed to say when the dude is just crazy good? Like, I don't know. I don't know how you take him off when he's been basically after his rookie year, which he was good, not great, but he was good. Everybody was like excited. He just been fucking amazing second year on. Like, what you know? What do you say about that? Like Dave, how much you, you, how much you blame him for them just consistently not like like okay uh, Drew Holiday's pretty good. Uh, other than that, like what have they who have they paired him with? Right. Like, who, I mean, who did they pair him with ever? I know in, I'm a broken Orleans. record on this. They literally gave fifty two million dollars to Solomon Hill for one week of shooting. Sheesh. He had one week of good shooting, and they said, "All right, we'll give him fifty. R.I.P. Dell Demps, <laughs> who. All you need to know about Dell Demps is that David Stern on record called him a shit GM. Like that was, that's crazy. <laughs> like, he, he wasn't even afraid to stand behind it. He was basically like, yeah, dude, wrong. suck I said it. at his job. Yeah. <laughs> I said it and I meant it. <laughs> Dave, where are you on? Uh, I, know, I know you probably have Mello. I almost put Mello above AD as a, yeah, as a big. I, I mean, I, I think I would definitely have Mello on there. AD is such a, I mean, a generational talent. I know we throw that word around a lot, but he really is. I mean, as, as Waz pointed out, I, I don't hate him being on the list. I, I think that it's tough because like Seth pointed out, the beginning of this decade is so different than the second half. Yeah, like The I first mean, I, half, it, it's, you, it's it two flips, different leagues. It flips completely. Yeah. And, and it's almost like you need two lists just to sort of explain the change, right? Like, Right. Uh, the beginning of the decade being like very much about the Miami heat and the Boston Celtics and the Pacers and verticality. Right. And the second Roy half Hibbert. being right. Roy Hibbert, one of the best players in the league until he wasn't. And it, like Roy Hibbert is what 30 and definitely couldn't get a job in today's NBA. Right. Well, so, so, no, so he's a, Dave, he's a so uh, right development that, coach. Though. He has a job. Well, in okay. Okay. Uh, to play. <laughs> All right. I mean, you play a little bit as a development coach, you know, you're, you're out yeah. there guarding yeah, guys. Place to pick up. Um, but yeah, like I, I almost feel like AD is one of these guys and I, and actually the, almost the entire list is a bunch of guys who, and, and, you know, AD wasn't in the league at the beginning of the decade, but he could have been and, and would have played and, you know, maybe would have been a, an upgraded version of Chris Bosch if he was at his peak then, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I don't hate, AD being on the list. I think it's a good list. Like you did a good job, Zach. I appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. The, the it's funny, really good. Like you actually like Roy a pretty thoughtful list. Is that uh well, don't sound a surprise that Well, we, no, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's a thoughtful list is what I mean. 
So Roy Hibbert was getting you, you mentioned all the verticality hoopla in the beginning of the decade and Roy Hibbert might be so valuable because LeBron's scared to go to the rim when he's in the game, which was freaking and, and then true. Le, then LeBron elbowed him in the face and he was never the same after that. <laughs> which is true, but also um, to bring up Chris Bosh for the 20th time uh, in this convo, he did an interview, I think it was with Lebertard, and he talked about you know, if he would have went back into the Indiana series, he would have just shot his threes with more confidence. He would have just kept shooting them. Like, Roy, you have to guard me out here, period. And I'm a good enough shooter that these are going to go in. And Roy Hibbert would have been vanquished like he was basically a year and a half later because everybody realized, like, what are we doing? Let's just shoot, just run a guy out there that shoots and make Wasn't that when Perro Antich almost played him off the floor in a playoff <laughs> yeah. series? Yeah. Woo! That's a blast from the past. To be fair, Periantich probably threatened him. Yo, whatever what happened works, to um? Whatever happened to the superhero villain, um, Superman villain dude Jack from Minnesota? Bitch? Yeah, whatever happened to him? He, he has he, a he hurt his Achilles, man. Yeah, he has like arthritis in his Achilles. Yeah, yeah. Or his, his, his ankle. Gone. Yeah, no, he, his, he like he had an Achilles, Achilles injury, yeah. and then it, I think he has arthritis in his ankle. Yeah, so he's medically retired. Yeah, and I mean, man, that's that's a lot of guy to support on that. On that ankle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, Bosch is uh, Bosch is one of the biggest what ifs, I think, in, in Brandon NBA Roy. history. And, he yeah. was and Brandon Roy, right? So good. He was going so good that post LeBron season. Oh, he was murdering. Yeah, oh. yeah he was so good. Yeah. He was killing. Um, you know, I was and, there I, I was there was because I moved to Miami a month before LeBron left. You know, <laughs> good good timing. <laughs> That's like me with San Antonio. I moved here. I moved here in May, and two months later, they traded Kawhi. Manu retired, and Tony Parker signed in Charlotte. Yeah, miserable. Yeah, I ended the dynasty. Don't, don't take it personal, Dave. We 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 we're not going anywhere. But then again, none of us live near you, so it's okay. <laughs> um. So let's do. Actually, let's do. Who's the coach of the decade? Pop. No. Oh no! Quickly it's no. Not. No, Spo? it's not. Uh, I mean, let's. I'd probably go thing, Spo. I, let's look at rings, right? Like, Spo has two. Steve Kerr has three. Is it Steve Kerr? Nah. nah. Why not? Nah. Won a lot of games. Because Rich Kotite could have coached those Warriors teams wow. to championships. Wow. Uh, okay, but what with Kate. I'm what sorry. I mean, Mark sorry, Jackson the- was coaching that Warriors team. Not with KD, he wasn't. Title. Well, but they Not won a title KD, and they won wasn't. 73 I mean, they games without KD. And loss. And loss. And loss. Literally. Shouts to, to Moda Yunus's back sweat. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They lost. Uh, so, they I lost. Mean, you know, I think if, if we're only looking at results, like at the end game. If I we're think, looking at results, I say it's Spo. I mean, I think Spo or Kerr. Um, I mean, pop the the beginning of the decade was obviously great, but you know it's been yeah. downhill Spo, since. Spo was such a good coach that they he endured the LeBron bump. He endured LeBron asking Pat Riley if he ever gets the itch to come back coaching, right? And Pat Riley said, "Nope, we got to coach." Like he and he 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 built. You know, look, he didn't invent positionless basketball, but he he embraced it like few have yeah. or few had at that point, right? He creates. Some it with granted, and we're talking about like the whole coaching staff too, because right, you hit good coaching staffs, but creates an incredible culture um, within you know on the court. Not, I'm not talking about heat culture, but like incredible right. culture on the court, incredible systems, and then he has kept that team far more competitive than they should be 
Bro, that 30 and 10 run with Dion with Dion Waiters. Yeah. All of yes. a sudden actually Kobe Wade? Yes. <laughs> you know, like well, hang on, but what about like does he get credit for unlocking the best version of the second best player of all time? I think so. Uh, I think like, so. He was I mean, LeBron in Miami was Yeah, I mean LeBron peak. LeBron look, yeah. 2013 LeBron is maybe the best player I've ever seen. Like he was I, mean, I don't know if a coach has ever used a player as well as Spo used yeah. LeBron, particularly in that season. What yeah, is, and like, then what did you used to got, call him? The flying death machine? Was that what the uh, flying was, death machine? Yeah. That's and there's just like there's no team that like I, I can't remember like the Warriors the like the like their their peak the Warriors did this some, but there's no team that would just punish you for doing something stupid like those heat teams. Yeah, like, Drag- was- Dragonfly Jones had the best thing about the Warriors where he was like, you can outplay the Warriors for 44 minutes and then they have a four minute stretch and you lose by 20. Right. Yeah. And like, and so it, it was always just, all right, we go on our spurt and it's over. But the, you're right. The heat, like, would just, the heat would you. do the thing where they're playing like a mediocre, like Milwaukee team. Sorry, Seth. And, yeah, <laughs> and, um, they're up like six with five minutes to go in the third quarter. And then they just go on a 13 0 run and that's it. Yeah, the game's yeah. over. And they broke your and yeah. it's it is a 13 0 run with like a three and four alley oops. Yes. So not, exactly. not, oh, yeah. so, they don't grind out like a 13 0 run. It's right. just like it's it's like this is this is we're just gonna play this 40 seconds of tape. That's the highlight of the game. Yeah, they, no, that's they what just, happens. They and just that's turned what Sports into a, was. They turned into an and one mixtape tour. All right, all so all I, of a sudden, right? Like I got yeah. a I got a little bit of a follow-up for you guys. Because it, it really was a decade of two teams, right? It was the Heat. And it was the Warriors. Yeah, yep. it's a decade of LeBron. You eight straight finals. Yes, like, of course. That yes, that doesn't but, get like that. Like you can say whatever you want yeah, about we the don't conference bring that up and yada enough. yada yada. Yeah, but that's like in in a thirty team league as competitive as the NBA is today. That's obviously there's some good luck that he you know last year he got sure. got hurt and for the first time really and kind of that that but still like eight straight times to the finals, like just the amount of mileage he's played like three extra seasons, like between that and the Olympics. Like he, you know, he played, he played 14 years in this, in this 10 years basically. And, you know, went to the finals eight times in a row and like, okay. And you know, yeah, they lost that. Maybe they, the, the, the loss to Dallas was an upset, but he went, he went three and five and like they were favored to win maybe three, three times. In those, yeah. those eight times? Weren't like, they favored in the first Warriors series? No. No. Hell no. Wait, because hold on. Cause no. Kyrie was already out. Yeah, or Kyrie yeah, and Kevin Love That's were right. gone. Okay. Uh, and even if even if in like, even yeah, yeah. if they hadn't been, I think that like, you know, I, I think we knew what the Warriors were by then. Yeah. All right. So so team of the decade then. Would you go with the Heat or would you go with the Warriors? Just LeBron and some dudes. I'm, which is I, essentially what team of the, yeah, team, right? team of the, the decade is LeBron. I go with the Warriors, man. I yeah, because like what they've done has been so definitional. Right, like, it's how we define the modern NBA by by what they you know invented essentially. Yeah. You know, like their style of play is you know just just the idea that like yo centers are really finished is because they couldn't play against Golden State. And now they go. I thought that was done. Let me, let me, let me. I think that, like, you know, the guy, like the centers who couldn't play against Golden State, quote, couldn't play against Golden State. It was about like the other dudes on the team. Like, it's not, you know, the Golden State plays Utah and handles them. It's not that Gobert can't play. It's that the other guys aren't good enough. 
on 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 those Utah teams. That's Listen, I don't think was, Gobert is one of those centers in the um conversation. I would say. I would say because he's relatively like he's got quick yeah. feet. If you don't have quick feet, so you're, you're talking about like you're talking about like Ennis Cantor just can't play in the playoffs now, right? Yeah, like right. Clint Capella is like you know you need somebody like him. Even though he's, yeah. you know, he shit the bed last year. We get it. But, like, you need somebody who can move their feet. If you're a big, plotting Pekovich, you would have had no chance against Golden State. Like, you just you just couldn't do it, man. If you, if, if you weren't willing to come meet Steph Curry at the three-point line on a pick and roll and you're a center, you, 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 you're toast. You know? And- in That's just 20 one years. team doing this to to a, to a freaking position. Yeah, in 20 years when we think about this decade, like we think about the 90s and the Bulls and Jordan, we're going to think about LeBron, and I think we're going to think about the Warriors. I don't know if we're going to think about Steph Curry in the same breath. I mean, we well, will we when we talk about the Warriors, but I just think what LeBron has done is so overshadowing to any other individual player. It's It's very much what Jordan did in the 90s. It's but like it's you talk a, about Jordan and then you might get to Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah. I think to Dave's point, like you think about how influential Steve Nash was in the game was the way the game is played today. And we don't really talk about him that much anymore, despite, you know, the two MVPs and yada, yada. So I think that's that, you know, because he, so I think that that's, that, that maybe goes to Dave's point that we're going to talk about LeBron, like striding overall. Um, Indeed. But I think part of that, Seth, is the drama, right? Yeah. Like, he delivered drama, so much freaking drama, nonstop content drama. It's not just like that he was excellent on the court, because obviously that's not enough, you know, to capture the collective imagination, right? It's just constant Drama, the first decision, drama, going back home to Cleveland, drama, coming back from 3-1, drama. It's just drama. He's just always... Delivering so, so maybe, drama. So maybe team of the decade is uh, is clutch. <laughs> hey man, hey man, hey. Ask, ask KCP. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, all right. Spo gets my vote for for coach of the decade. What about you, Seth? I I think I go with Spo too because like to what what we were saying, like we've seen Steve Kerr be great with great talents. Uh, this year, we, I, you got to give him a mulligan, but we haven't seen him be. We don't know what he is with. with we don't have that. enough info. Yeah, yeah. Right. But we've seen we've seen Spo be great with like four different teams. We've like, seen Spo be great with Dion Waiters. I think that's enough. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That he might be probably the greatest coach everything. to ever coach. <laughs> uh, like he cool. might be one of the best coaches of all time. Honestly. Um, yeah, I, I go with Spo. I think that's a really good point. That, that this is made. the part also my, my uh, wife went to the same college as Spo and she's still mad. They don't sell jerseys in the, the bookstore. University they of Portland. Sell, they don't sell University of Portland, uh, Spo oh, jerseys. So I almost, I almost went to University of Portland. Is this Man. close? Yeah. Go pilots. Uh, whoa, you almost, whoa. You almost went to Portland instead of San Diego. <laughs> what? Right. Almost, almost was. Didn't, didn't, didn't pull the trigger on it. Uh, Waz, who's your coach of the decade? I didn't realize you were going to go right to me and I took a bite of a burrito. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we just found her open. <laughs> um, can, I, can I say I actually, I actually still think it's pop, man. Still I really pop? do. 
Gan- See, uh, I, 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 <laughs> Coach I think the Deco is get his queso. I would like to readdress this on a later date uh, when we talk about pop and, and really add the context of Tim Duncan, because I think that it's something that gets overlooked. Like he doesn't, Tim Duncan doesn't get a, get enough credit in the way that Steph Curry gets now for, you know, sucking up the ego and all that stuff. Like Tim Duncan really made that franchise what it was for the 20 years he was there. And pop would tell you the same thing, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. But what I'm so saying is like, even Tim last year's first team, first team yeah, his I think first so. team had no business being good, man. They yeah, had no, they had no business, business going to the playoffs. Right, like, yeah. they had no business being a competent team. And Pop found a way. I just think he's excellent, man. Like, and, you know, he's obviously somebody who is good at the people connections with the people, like, that are actually in the organization. Obviously, he didn't penetrate Kawhi Leonard because he's a fucking robot. Um, But, you know, like, I, I just think he's the defining coach of the decade, dude. Um. And every, every every other coach gives it up to him. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's the best coach in in the history of the NBA. Pop, it's, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's certainly yeah. It, it's it's. I don't think those are inconsistent things to say that Spo no. is the coach of the decade, but Pop is the best of all time. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Who would be your sixth man of the decade? Do they Andre, have to? Andre I was going to say Andre Iguodala. If they if they don't have to have won the award. It's Andre Iguodala. Was you still eating or? It's Iggy. I am still eating, but it's Iggy. Um, but I gotta say, man, after watching Lou Will last, I'm night, going like, Lou Will. I Jesus. I get the I get the argument for Iguodala. Nice. He was obviously amazing. I think they game the system a little bit with him. I don't think he should be coming off the bench. He's clearly <laughs> the third best player on the team. Um, He's Lou, not Lou, the Lou, sixth best player on his team. Yeah, I also I believe I just I believe your your six man should come in and run the offense, like be the offense for. I think that is the role of a true six man. I know not everyone agrees with that, and I know I I only like points and gunners and everything, but I truly, <laughs> like I truly believe from a from a a team building exercise, like your, your guy should come in and be able to run that offense by himself. I, and, I will. And, this and, is my shock face that Zach is right. That, I know, but, but, but I'm sure I try to figure out a way like, to make it Ricky Davis, but, uh, oh, man, Ricky Davis yeah. is the player of the decade, every decade. Yeah. Uh, even 1960s to, to your point, Zach, the other night, uh, in the, in the Clippers Celtics game at the end of the game, like just to tell you how good Lou Williams is, um, or how, how much I think of Lou Williams down the stretch fourth quarter, you know, their, their tie game and Kawhi sitting there dribbling the, the clock out to take the last shot. Kawhi's out there. Paul George is out there. And I'm just like, how are you not giving the ball give to Lou Williams? Right. Give the ball to Lou. <laughs> right. <laughs> That that's like I mean again I I hold that guy in the highest esteem. Yeah. In and, person, and, he's one of the most fun people to watch. He like, really is. Yeah. Like he zooms down the court, and you don't know if he's gonna just keep zooming by you or just stop on a dime and cross the dude up. It's incredible every time and every game. Like there was one move last night. I think Wanamaker was guarding him, and with one dribble, Lou Will created like four feet of space. I'm like, yo, he's 33. <laughs> How is he doing this? He's just, 33 and he blew his ACL out a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah, he just, just it doesn't bother. 14th him. season in the NBA, dude. Yeah. Oh, I that was that was like man, that's that was like 7 years ago. The ACL? Yeah. Jesus. Holy moly, man. Lou Will is he's dope. 
Yeah, and I and I just look and obviously the Spurs gained the system for a long time by bringing Manu off the bench, but Manu came in and he ran the offense, right? Like I just I yeah. think that should be the role of your six man, and so I put more credence into yeah. what. At the, the same does. time, Manu would have seamlessly fit in at the two guard. Like there was like, oh, I'm, Manu was a top ten player in the league for like three years. Like what he was he doing there. Yeah, like, he was like he couldn't cheap. play next to Tony Parker. And like Manu couldn't play thirty two minutes a night and hold up though. Yeah, that's, that's, that's more that's what true. that was. Yeah. And, and, like Lou will not starting last year for last year's Clippers team is just that's what I'm like. All right, guys, like come on. You're giving away the first five minutes of the game just so you can bring Lou Will off the bench so he can get the award. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> um, all right. Any any other snubs that we want to – honorable mentions that we want to throw in there? So th- these are the ones that I've got on my list. It's somehow um, – I want to say it's uh, it's it's fitting that we haven't mentioned Mike Conley because it seems like his like – He's always his, snubbed, that's, right? That's his thing. Snub of the decade is Mike Conley. Snub of the decade is Mike Conley, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Bosch, Draymond, um, Paul George. Some people might say Paul George deserves a look sniff here. You know, Indiana yeah. Conference Finals. And Keep sniffing I, all you want. I, I'm, just, I'm just saying he deserves a sniff. Just, 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 you know. Um, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, Carmelo, Marcus, all. I mean, Dirk. Actually, I think we kind of Dirk, forget Dirk was a monster the first like four. Years of the decade, right? Uh, yeah. Tim Duncan, obviously. Ninety-six. Uh, I mean, come on. Yeah. What about Paul uh, Pierce? Nah. No. Do what? Not, yeah. Not. He wasn't good deep enough. Was, we yeah, don't love yeah. him. Like, we don't John, love him like that. John Wall. Is that. Um, uh, no. no. What about Derrick Rose? I mean, no. the injuries kind of kind of robbed him, but he did win an MVP. No. 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 Those were some. Those Like he's been fake pretty good the last two years. There's been some lean years, like in, in like he he spent some time in the wilderness, you know. Yeah, yeah. That, like that's the Knicks. Like, the Knicks years. Woo! I think I think they. I think it was Dave just it was just one was. It was just one. Yeah, I think okay, Dave mentioned Derrick Rose because he's going to Chicago and he wants just free dinners. I think that's, that's one it. reason. That's it. That's all I'm trying to do. <laughs> just dude, make sure that clip makes it on the social media. Come off the pick and roll with Porzingis and not pass it to a wide open pick and pop dude. 50 times a game, the whole season is like, yo, the, the, like, this is a perfect pick and roll, pick and pop partner. Like, if he, had, if he hadn't gotten hurt, he would be in there. Like, he would have been right. incredible, right? If, but, if, if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk right now. All right, JaVale. <laughs> <laughs> what do we think of some of the guys who, like, kind of came out, came a little later in the decade? Yeah, like, like Gobert. Like, yeah, Gobert, be, like, Giannis. Gonna be their next decade for sure. I I, I think the next decade is gonna be much harder to decide than this decade, just because of how much freaking high end talent there is in the league. Should Luca already be on this decade? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Um, Good. I kind of. I. You know how we had this ratings conversation the other day. Yeah. I swear to God, Luca was from Indiana, man. Oh my lord, bro! The NBA's ratings will be back in such a crazy way through the roof. I be promise you, if that dude was a white American, it would be oh. over. <laughs> it would be over. Yeah. So, Jimmy Butler, anyone? Jimmy's tough to leave off. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy. Jimmy's really had like four years, right? Yeah, he'd be below Clay for me. Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, obviously for me too. Um, yeah. yeah, I think Jimmy's I guess, had like 
four years. His first like his first really like great year was 2014-15. So he misses like the first, you know, three, four years of the decade. I mean he's pretty good in 13-14. Uh and he, you know, played all the minutes in the playoffs before that. But yeah. but so so but it's like, you know, six really high level years and one pretty good one. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they just there's because of the weirdness of how the decades fallen with like the top wing talents. Just it seems like he's if we're bringing up Paul George and kind of right. got Brown. Yeah, I think we might be. I think I think PG is better. I think PG is better, but I think it's there. There, I know there are people who disagree strongly with me on that. And so just you know, people think out there. Jimmy Buckets is better than playoff P. <laughs> <laughs> you like my Stugatsu? This is the worst, the worst <laughs> Stu God's impression, impression I've ever heard. I'm so... Nah, Jimmy Butler's not better than Paul George. Just, no. no. I'm just as good a defender as you. I'm a way better playmaker than you. Um, you're not a better scorer. Like, what, what does Jimmy Butler do better than Paul George? Yeah. Leadership. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. All right. That's the All Decade Podcast right there for Dave DeFore, for Seth Tarna, for Tremont Edwards, for Wazzy Lambert, for Jade Hoy. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for checking out all the All Decade uh, pieces throughout. You can check out all the teams. You can check out my piece. We've got all kinds of good stuff on there uh, on theathletic.com. So go and uh, subscribe to that. Click on that. Subscribe to this podcast on all the feeds. Give us a review. Five stars, please. And uh, until next time, this has been the Basketball Buds on the Back to Back Podcast.